Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. A couple of car guys. Oh, here we go. The big car movie. Couple of car guys right here. <laughs> you want to talk about a couple of guys who love movies and are big into cars? It's these two. It's like, I don't even try to be the car guy. But we just end up watching these movies. <laughs> and they're all car movies. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. I don't know why I'm so drawn to car movies and to no other car situation i hate cars in real life <laughs> i hate my car cars are a constant source of stress for me and i love every single car i movie. hate the loud cars in my neighborhood and yeah. the fast cars that put me and my baby in danger <laughs> and i'll watch a car movie every day of the week oh man i yeah, love car I movies so much i love everything about them and i hate everything about cars <laughs> in the real world i uh I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about cars. Mm-hmm. Watch all these movies that are only famous because people are like, you see, when he's using the 450 Mustang <laughs> header. And then I'm just like, just see that one that went over the bump? Yeah, exactly. And like, car I, go fast. Yeah, man. Car go fast. I am so into car movies. Yeah. Car, car make loud noise. And, That's all I need to know. And this movie, is Bullet like actually a good movie? We're going to discuss it, question. right? Because I don't know question. if I... Is it a movie with one of the most perfect American movie scenes in history and nothing else? Or is there something I'm missing here? But mm. Bullet feels like a cool movie for an episode. Yeah. I recently got to see The Blob and The Bullet. It's part of a double feature. Yeah, the Steve McQueen birthday package over at Cole. Yeah, right? and seeing these movies on the big screen was a joy. Seeing this scene in Bullet is a joy yeah. on the big screen. But it really made me watch this movie for the first time, a movie that I've seen like four times. Mm-hmm. And this could just be a movie with one perfect scene that has become one of the most iconic movies in existence. Uh, if you're going to say, yeah, any movie that's iconic for one 10-minute chunk, yeah, it's Bullet. It's Bullet. And that was all, that's all you ever heard about it. Does anybody up. else know anything else about Bullet? Are we going to be the first to talk about the rest of Bullet? It's got Steve McQueen. <laughs> and so Steve, so there's yeah, a great car chase about halfway through. When I saw the the Blob and Bullet, I think I said I was all excited to see like, oh man, let's see ten years difference in Steve McQueen, right? <laughs> yes. Well, let me tell you, yeah. Steve McQueen just looked forty seven years old at the age of like nineteen through death. Yeah, we just talked about the Blob, and ten years later in Bullet, I think he might even look younger than he <laughs> yeah. did in the Blob. Yeah, decade later, Which is right? crazy, yeah. He's still got the big mole on his cheek. He's still got the weird kind of foofy blonde hair. I love his hair. And the really jagged, mod cut. Cra- you know, not crater-like, but like deep features. So we'll find out if Bullet's actually a good movie or not. Okay. But one thing undeniable, Steve McQueen's look is cool oh, yeah. in this movie. This was a look that inspired looks. In 1968. Yeah, and we've done a few like 70s movies, cop mm-hmm. movies, car chase movies, but this one is like the granddaddy. This is the big one. This I one think, that kicks off the whole genre. So many of those movies. Yeah. And Steve, but Steve McQueen's look was like desert boots and that turtleneck, Bra- jackets, brown you know? sweaters, jackets with the elbow yeah, patches. The elbow patches, man. You think about the next era of fashion, like guys were lifting this look directly from McQueen and Bullet. I mean, it's in, it's in San Francisco. It could get chilly there, so it makes sense he's got a big Well, there's a lot of things on, on this movie's scene, side other than that iconic scene. Like, it is an important movie. Movies weren't really shot like this in San Francisco right. before 1960. That was not really a filming destination. And you could tell that they just let them use San Francisco. It's in all on location. No yeah. sets in this movie. All location in San Francisco, taking up entire chunks of a hospital wing, mm-hmm. shutting down streets for literal weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally like three to four weeks That's to crazy. build scenes. Yeah. Like taking over 
huge parts of San Francisco. The whole end is at the airport. Yeah. Yeah, take it over an airport for a couple nights. Yeah. What? Like they were they were just given carte blanche to the city, and that looks amazing right. on the movie. So this movie has a lot of, it's got a great cast. Bunch of cool guys. Oh man. You know we love movies with cool guys. Yeah. This is again another one where I couldn't help but think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the <laughs> yeah. whole time watching this movie. I mean, the most important guy to this movie, even more so than McQueen, is the very last build guy in the opening credits, Bill Hickman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It all has to start with Bill Hickman, the stunt driver. Yeah. This guy, what he is given to movie stunt driving is just the biggest gift. Yeah, we saw him in the Seven Ups. Yeah, we did our Seven Ups episode, which you has see him in a lot of these movies. Seven Ups, French Connection, and Bullet. Yeah, were I mean, but also Vanishing Point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't done the Vanishing Point episode yet because I know it's going to be two and a half hours. Right. <laughs> Need to gear up to my Vanishing Point episode. But he did Bond movies. Mm-hmm. You know, Point Blank. Like this guy was the driver. For like a period of five years in late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, this one might be the one he's most known for, though. I, I feel like the the chase scene of cars being airborne over yeah. these hills is like the most iconic image yeah. of like any car chase. Just the San Francisco hills and these cars just leaping over these hills. Yeah, all of them have, I mean, when you look at 7-Ups, French Connection, and Bullet, you know, French Connection had more pedestrians. Yeah, and yeah. they're going weaving in under the subway tracks, mm-hmm. so that added a lot of more different obstacles. And something about the tight turns and bullet and the hills of San Francisco were like, whew. yeah. So Bill Hickman, I love that he's billed in the credits. He doesn't have any lines. He's just the coolest. Oh, never says a word. The coolest accountant. Him and driver. The, yeah, him movie. and the other old man hitman who are man. the two hitmen in this movie. That I still am not sure I know the plot of. <laughs> but I have questions as well. Like, so yeah, I so don't know we, if it's just again, you talk about if it's a good movie or not, but the importance of it. Dirty Harry came a couple years after this. I don't yeah, think yeah. Dirty Harry exists without Bullet existing a couple years before. But French connection, Philip D'Antoni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that name in the credits. He's another. Seven Ups was Philip D'Antoni taking pretty much all the people that worked on Bullet and French Connection and then doing his own. That's the only movie yeah. he directed. Mm. Right, right, but right. He's an important producer to all this because he produced all these movies. And then no more movies. He got mm. like a lucrative NBC deal to uh. produce crime movies for them for the rest of the 70s. But he, you know, won... The Oscars for French Connection and parlayed that into doing crime TV, a trucker TV series. Very nice. He did a convoy show with Claude Aikens. Of course. Of course yeah. he did. Yeah. A, share, a post-Sheriff Lobo tried, tried to <laughs> convoy do for, TV Tried show? to do for truckers on TV what he did for cops in movies. I need to see the Philip D'Antoni yeah, right. <laughs> convoy show. But... He also is really good at uh, casting guys that look like Tony Lobianco. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had no idea I there know. was like seven Tony Lobiancos until I watched Philip D'Antoni movies. This movie has two of them. At least, yeah. Two real dead ringers for Lobianco. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that kind of hinges on the confusing plot. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, is that, uh, but, it's an identity swap situation at the heart of but it. Yeah this, yeah, this cast, man, Robert Vaughn. Yeah, we haven't talked about Vaughn on this before, but he's like a smug Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, it's exactly who he is, <laughs> especially in this one as a young Robert Vaughn. Yeah, because I only know him in when he's in really bad like '90s comedies oh. as the bad like CEO. He was the man from Uncle. Okay, in the there 60s. you go. Yeah. That was his show, and uh, I know him from basketball. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I that's, really. That's great. He has like a great genre, yeah. you know, career too. <laughs> in this great '60s career, but yeah, he's like if Kyle MacLachlan instead of being likable was just like in politics, totally. And so uh, I just love could be could be the bad guy, could just be an inept politician, or he's just an asshole. I can I yeah the, I could never tell how far the conspiracy yeah, I didn't extends know, in this I movie. didn't understand the conspiracy in it. I didn't understand the politics in it. I didn't totally understand the plot. Yeah. It has a really complicated plot. And so I think I've seen this movie like three or four times, but I think 
sometimes on a given day when I'm watching a movie, I just get distracted if it's got cool guys. Yeah. That can be enough for me. I don't give a, any care about the plot. I'm just looking up to watch Don Gordon with his cleft chin. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no one's and, walking uh, away from Bullet being like, can you believe that plot? Yeah, right? No, but Yeah, that's not the would, takeaway. The plot is so incomprehensible. <laughs> And instead, I'm just like, hey, is that Vic Tayback? It is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that Norman Fell? Strong. Mr. Roper's there? Strong. Strong. <laughs> you know? I know. I couldn't help but think, yeah, Norman Fell looking just like Simon he does. Simon Oakland at me, you know? Like, jeez, <laughs> all these great TV, 70s TV guys are all in one movie. And so yeah. I think I'm just distracted by all this. A young Robert Duvall before The Godfather. Oh, yeah. And that stuff. Talk, as the cab driver. Talking guys that look 47 when they were... For some reason, his man, him first, and McQueen. Yeah, watching it uh, again in preparation for the podcast. I, was, I saw it twice in the last few days because, again, yeah, I was like trying to figure shit out <laughs> in between going like, this was that Robert Duvall a, driving the taxi? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got only w- really one scene. He drives a bit, and then he's got that one good scene in a car. But he's yeah. got a good credits billing. So. Yeah. He drives uh-huh. McQueen around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good cabbie top. Another guy that looks 45 when he's probably Those 20. Are the guy, that's when Robert Duvall was getting the roles that would later be done by Ed Lauder. <laughs> Robert Google du- it, guys. Robert Duvall grad, graduated to Godfather, and Ed Lauder's like, I'm getting the balding ginger cab driver. Like, I get, yeah, dad. just kind of like McQueen. Could have been just another character actor. Exactly. And becomes a leading man the guy with a unique beat look. Up in the, on and the man from Uncle. Duvall does the same, being bald in his early 30s already. Just like. <laughs> took the Mr. Burns look and took yeah. it to like the best career possible, right? And he's great. It's, it's he great. Should. So, like, right? again, there's all these great guys in it. Bill, when Bill Hickman shows up, you talk about a long line of Cliff Booths. Yeah. Bill Hickman's the Cliff Booth side of things. Such a great face. Yeah, he's scary in this one. He is like, man. He's the yeah. He's the driver, and and I think he's the shotgun man, or is he just the? Oh driver? no, no, the other guys, the 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 weird Alan Arkin guys, the shotgun. Okay, man. yeah. He's just the the driver that is always the calmest, coolest. Right. Yeah. And we he see is. him, yeah, when we saw him in the 7-Ups with Richard Lynch driving around, he, he <laughs> had already kind of grown out like a 70s hair. Yeah, that sideburns yeah. and the shag. But this one, he is like, yeah. While he made suit, Richard Lynch like. Thick glasses. <laughs> his pants. Yeah. But yeah, here he looks like cool millhouse. All business. Cool millhouse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's got thick black glasses and just like a Simpsons upper lip. Yeah. You know, he's Just got- like the square face, even reference. Yeah, he had a square face. Great uh, face. And yeah, the, the older man who's with him, the, the hit man. Good hit man, too. Anytime Dead I see eyes, an man. old hit man, yeah. I'm like, scary dude. Hit man is late 50s? Yeah. Oh, that guy's that Just guy's carrying efficient. a shiv in his boot. Yeah, there's a reason why Bronson was able to play a hit man. Like, yeah, that's a cool old grizzled yeah. hit man. That LQ Jones kind of hit man. Good guys. But yeah. So, a lot of good guys in this. And the director, Peter Yates, mm. has made, we need to do a Friends of Eddie Coyle. Episode. Oh yeah, one of the greatest I know you've crime that movies up before. Yeah, such a powerful, great, quiet crime movie. And then you know, Breaking Away, The Deep. Mm. You know, cool career, right? And Bullet is probably his most famous. This is an iconic American movie. Yeah, it's a huge movie. But I think it is like just remembered for one scene, I, the greatest I, ten yeah. minute scene in in action movie history. Isn't right? that enough though? Yeah, that scene. If you kind have of the greatest, enough. like ten, we've made that statement before. Like with horror movies, you have ten scary minutes. Yeah, I've gone back to the Quiet Place two before. The first ten minutes of that is so scary to me. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter how bad I think the rest of the movie is. I am so scared by that ten minutes of movie. I am so thrilled <laughs> by ten minutes of Bullet that how can I not love this? Right? How can you not? When I, it gives you that much I agree. excitement. I think there's a lot more to love, though, in this movie. Okay. I do like uh, the character of Frank Bullet, as played by McQueen. Frank Bullet. Is this cold, distant guy who yeah. just puts it all under the surface and is very businesslike about things, but he's got such a piercing glare yeah. throughout. Uh, I think, you know, in 68, I don't think this kind of movie was happening very much. This, like, procedural. No. Very like in it's one it's kind of like when we watched Killer Elite, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like twenty minutes of James Con recovering in a hospital. <laughs> sure, it's yeah, like people yeah. weren't seeing that in the movie. He's getting so. betrayed twenty minutes in, and then he's rehabbing for forty. Yeah, so there's this 
kind of yeah complicated police plot. There's a long like hospital recovery scene. Mm-hmm. There's a long investigative scene. There's them going through evidence luggage well, for like I, five minutes. So. I think an important difference is there were these kind of movies, but they were with older dudes. Yeah, these okay. were the movies that like Spencer Tracy was doing, uh-huh. or like Frank Sinatra did The Detective. You know, the guys that are older were playing these roles. McQueen right. was like the cool guy. He was the cool guy playing this. But then they He's also where, like yeah. he again became like a fashion icon for this. Oh, yeah. You know, with his turtlenecks and his cool, cool uh, high water pants and blazers with the elbow patches. Like that became a look for sure. That was a huge look at that time and. It was a cool guy doing the cop role. Cool know, guy. It's weird to think of McQueen doing the cop role. And he wasn't right? doing the asshole cop like Dirty Harry. Like, yeah. He is like a good cop who goes rogue. Yeah. To do to get the job done. Who starts, yeah, you know, questioning the system when confronted with a political side of things. Right, right. But this movie also is violent and bloody. It's very bloody. And it was dudes are getting tossed around with shotgun blasts. And, I mean, I know Bonnie and Clyde was the year before this, but yeah. '68 is pretty early to be getting blood shotgun squibs. Yeah, this is yeah one of those movies that breaks open. This the, and the Wild Bunch were real, and even yeah. Wild Bunch was more just kind of blown holes in people. This was bullet had bloody holes. Yeah, big this time. was bloody squibs. So that had to be a pretty revolutionary thing for a major theatrical movie i think yeah at the time that really uh set it apart so yeah that this is a huge important movie <laughs> right i mean this spawned the next decade and like plus you said, of action cinema. the cool factor uh you know it has the same uh composer from oh, the dirty harry theme lalo schifrin schifrin yeah yeah impossible theme the dirty harry theme this guy's this is like a jazzy his jazz beat scores to these soundtrack. kind of car movies are so perfect yeah i mean that's why i said when this movie has a lot of things in its favor like you can mess up a, you can have a muddy plot when you get this level of great character actors this score the way the score built up that the chase scene and the way the score hit in some other scenes was just damn yeah oh yeah the Schifrin score is great in this kind of movie got a great pulse got a great pulse beat. is a good word for it it's jazzy it's funky yeah it's a lot of doom 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 the same we talked doom, about doom, the flute doom. score and uh, yeah, <laughs> Dirty Harry, man. A lot of jazz flute. These San Francisco jazz soundtracks were really a thing for five years, and it kind of fit. I told him it's, it really it, it's fit the vibe way, of these right? movies in the city, right? Yeah. It's him, you know, going to clubs. And yeah, there's a lot of this movie also to me, watching it the second time uh, this morning, it has so many unnecessary details. Oh yeah, that add to kind of that uh, realism, v- you know, vibe. A lot yeah. of handheld cameras and stuff. Yes, but every scene has some kind of throwaway like bit to it that doesn't seem to make like <laughs> like why is that in there? Like, yeah, uh, for color, right? Yeah, just the way they are questioning, you know, Johnny Ross, who they're oh, supposed yeah. to protect. The way that Johnny Ross. Is supposed to get a message at a hotel and there's no message. <laughs> I know, man. I'm why? telling you, I don't. I don't understand. get that. I never understood so, why there was no message. I'm at thinking the hotel either for this him. plot is insanely <laughs> difficult to follow, or it's just a completely uninteresting plot. Those are seem to be the only two options for me. Because even right from there, Johnny Ross is like, "Yeah, there's supposed to be a message for me," and the guy's like, "Well, I, I don't know what to say," yeah. and just like, "Hmm, that's weird." And I'm just like. Who the fuck is Johnny exactly. Ross? Why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> like who's... So, I don't know. I guess this, this movie is fun enough to be like, oh, shit, is this the chase? Yeah. But there are some scenes of cops standing around with a heel kicked against the wall waiting for faxes to come through. Oh, a lot of standing around for the <laughs> telecopier. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's just like, why are we having a whole thing where we watch in real time the telecopier working? There's a scene where... So what I mean, happened... telecopier was probably revolutionary shit for yeah. 1968. Oh, I'm sure. They're, right? showing They're like, off. we gotta show this off. Yeah, big time. But yeah, the... But then you cut back and it's just like Simon Oakland and seven other guys with their arms crossed <laughs> watching this thing slowly spit out 
lie by Norman the... fell with his lower lip just protruding out Who, evermore. Do you do you have any memory of beefy Norman Fell? <laughs> Norman Fell was kind of a beefy dude in this. He's right? got the short uh haircut. Yeah, he's a real uh I just think of like a hard Mr. Ass. Roper. Yeah. But he looks he's kinda like a he's guy with like wearing a suit. Yeah. In this movie. He looks like a tough guy. He does the first of many of just showing the badge without even saying anything. Great dead eyed bad shows. There are at least a dozen different scenes where a cop just shows someone's a someone their badge and then walks off to do their thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't even talk to me. I'm a cop. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh I don't know. It's <laughs> the plot is essentially they have to protect a witness. The the mob is after this guy from Chicago. He's supposed to testify. They have him hold up. Somebody claims to be Chalmers, the politician who's Robert running Vaughn's, the show. Okay. The killers yeah, come in. What's he running? What kind of the, elite society is Robert Vaughn in charge of? The uh, witness unlocks the door. Killers come in, shoot the cop in the leg. <laughs> okay. Shoot him. And then it turns out that's not even the guy. The guy was a decoy. Yeah. Because the there's real a bunch guy, of guys that look like Tony Lobianco. The real out guy there. hires him to take the fall. It's basically like this guy is trying to escape the mob, hires a hires a doppelganger. To to take the place. And, McQueen, and no one figured it out. And McQueen until and, the the other, end. and Don Gordon are protecting the, the doppelganger. Yeah. And before McQueen's chasing the real guy around the tarmac at SFO. Right. We finally yeah. But it's like, <laughs> do, is the politician involved or is he yeah, just I inept? Robert Vaughn was I kept waiting for the cops to be involved. <laughs> I kept waiting yeah, for man. the conspiracy to be like his partner's in on it kind of a thing. Yeah. I kept waiting for that. And none of that really happens. He's just like, Oh, it's actually this other guy who set up a patsy to <laughs> yeah. fake his own death essentially. And then uh he's on this plane, let's go get him. Yeah, Johnny Ross, so is that why there was no message? Because the guy was told, oh, yeah, there will be a message for you. And then it was just a plan to get that guy picked up. Oh, I guess, yeah. It feels like a lot of dominoes have to fall in. So that someone would see him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of dominoes in effect in this game. Complicated. Very complicated for McQueen to get through this. But I also love movies that take place over only like 36 hours. Yes, that's cool. It's got that cool rushed feel to it. We get like a weekender. From McQueen. Definitely. The movie starts and he's got like the real professional navy blue suit. You know, the police blues. Mm -hmm. And then the next day it's like turtleneck McQueen. (laughs) I know. You know, turtleneck necklace McQueen. He's actually, yeah, picking out outfits. I'm I'm working on my Saturday. So I'm going to wear my style. Yeah. Well, my friend was just shot. So I better put on some nice. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wearing my comfy desert boots today, actually. Is the fog out? Okay. I better get the turtleneck on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but yeah, again, there's and then every moment there's always just this thing where it's like, are you the policeman who didn't have anything to eat yet? Oh, yes, that's me. Oh, the ambulance door is closed. Yeah, somebody screwed up and closed the ambulance door. Why is all this detail in the movie? I know. It's so bizarre. Yeah, so a lot of the charm is just watching these guys kind of bullshit their way around town. Yeah. And so there is joy in watching a bunch of actors I like just kind of like, Pull each other aside by kind of the lapel real quick. Like, hey, let me talk to you over here. Mm-hmm. And then just like talking about just like, is one of them in on it? Is none of them in on it? Is all of them? Like, I don't know any part of the plot or who's related to what part of the plot. And there was never any reveal that anybody was. And yeah. so I just, I guess I was always blinded by how many cool dudes are in it. And uh, that's really what it is. Yeah, it's just a it's feast cool dudes. of dudes. And I can... <laughs> I like a good good dude feast, right? And Jacqueline Bissett looking very well, cute. I guess if if anything's indicative of how blinded by dudes I was in this movie, just all the Simon Oakland and their square heads. Yeah. And uh haircuts you could set a watch to. Exactly. Bissett, the only thing I can remember her in ever in this movie is the heaping bowl of shredded wheat that she pours. At the end of like a breakup scene. Yeah. And then eats just one square of like a psychopath. Just this heaping bowl and she's just, she going one square in that whole bowl. It's a, While she, McQueen drives off through the window yeah, in the background. She's not, it's not great. It's Tough not a role great for her. girlfriend role. It's really unnecessary. She's loving this cool dude and he's just a guy who's actually just a boring cop. Yeah. At the heart of things. They just seem to have nothing in common. Yeah. Except they're both beautiful t- people. Yeah, they're both good looking people and you can see, but they're just in the middle of like a doomed relationship. And he, he has to bring her to a crime scene at one point because his car gets wrecked in the car chase. And uh, she does the thing that I don't understand when people do this. When they see cops running towards something and they follow the cops. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to go see what this is about. 
if if you if you ever see right. a cop running in a direction, you run yeah, the man. opposite direction. If, you, if, you, if I went walked out my front door and turned to the left and saw either several cops sprinting in a specific direction or a group of fifteen or more people running, yeah, I would immediately just head opposite. <laughs> exactly, I would drop. Want at, my that. life would be over. Yeah, I would just drop everything. But no, she thinks something's up. I gotta go check. this I'm out. I'm not going against traffic on this. If she sees another just really bloody yeah. scene of a woman strangled in a hotel yeah, room. Yeah, she is. Kept... And she's like, she's like, this is what you do for a living. <laughs> this is your job. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cop. Yeah. So it's weird. It's kind of weird seeing McQueen in the cop role. Mm-hmm. He's so like used to being the rebel. In yeah. These, in all these other, but he is a rogue cop. He does, but he hide does a body. Get, yeah. He does hide a body for a couple of days while BSing with Robert Vaughn about it. Robert Vaughn has such a great, like, oily appearance in this. I I don't necessarily know what he's up to or what his end game is, but I'm always in. Want to get the guy to testify and is so bad at his job that he lets a doppelganger in. So I guarantee I'm not a stupid man. Mm -hmm. And I saw this in a room full of other people. And, and, if any of them understood this plot any better than me, then good for them. <laughs> Please but tell us. When Robert Vaughn would be like leaning in close and kind of like, is he threatening McQueen or is he just like, is he just talk kind of tight lipped mm-hmm. like this? And it, is he a villain or is he just like got that way because he's a politician? Like we don't really know. Right. And is he just an asshole? Yeah. Is he or an is asshole? Is he an actual but, bad guy? But let me say, he is so good in this, de- delivering whatever he's delivering. The, uh, the theater was quiet listening mm. to Robert Vaughn every time he leaned in close with like a whisper like that. He has a compelling role opposite McQueen in this. I heard he was paid handsomely, but he is good in yeah, this yeah. movie. Even if I'm unsure of what his intentions are <laughs> or maybe motivations. That's the point. You know, maybe you're not really, it, it is kind of one of those like how deep. Or or who does McQueen trust? Or... Yeah, I don't mind being thrown. In. I kind of more I think about, it, I do like these crime movies that throw me into the middle of a character's situation, right? Right. You know, bad lieutenant. You just start in the middle of this guy's <laughs> like problems, right? You necessarily don't know all the details, so maybe the movie could have some of that. I don't know. Feels kind of incomprehensible to me, but I like a lot of what I see. It yeah. looks great on film. Yeah, but there's just a lot of the movie where it's just yeah them. At the hospital, hoping that the guy survives the witness who they think is Johnny Ross. Yeah. And then he doesn't. And, and it's just a lot of these moments of McQueen staring in on an operation or yeah, just looking at his partner who's <laughs> who's been shot and so keeping we, it all inside, you know? We talked about The Blob before, and that movie, for what it is, has kind of a shocking amount of character development and interaction Bullet, for what it is, has a shocking lack yeah, really. of character development. They use so much time that they could be using on... I mean, we get a lot into this relationship, which really just tells him he's a dedicated, boring cop at heart. Yeah. But li- there's occasional... But he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah but also a nice guy. And there's these occasional touches of, like, that give it some more long goodbye kind of flavor that it doesn't have enough of. I love this scene where he buys a bunch of TV dinners. Yeah. And isn't looking at any of what he's buying. He's just buying a stack of like seven or eight TV dinners. Just whatever six are at the top of this row. Just no regard whatsoever. Just a guy really living on Swanson's sustenance. Right. Does not care. Just focus that much on being a cop. But he's not. Yeah, he's not the down and out, you know, rebel lonely cop. He's got the girlfriend. They go out to dinner. Yeah. The hip dinner where the jazz band is playing. Right. It's like. And he's and he's he says joking the, with the he waiter. He says the S word in a movie. He has that great bit where the the waiter almost hits him with the menu. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, just kidding. It's like all these little like that. So that kind of color when McQueen almost gets hit by the menu. Like that's one of those things where I don't know if that was an accident. I don't know if that's a great bit that they thought up, but it read so well. I think it's yeah. It's like all that little detail. They're just trying to make it feel real. And yeah, and yeah, the the. Ambulance door is being closed, and and just the <laughs> the way they the way they have I, I guess they had real doctors and nurses in the cast, and yeah, well uh, real, the thing was filmed like, right at you know the the hospital at the there. big hospital yeah the general hospital so they had a whole wing of it yeah 
So it just, yeah, it just felt like they were going for this feeling of realism. Yeah. Anti-Hollywood kind of. No glitz, it was no Rebel glamour. Cinema. I mean, 1967-68, that was Rebel Cinema. Yeah. That was the end of the Hayes Code. That was when we got, finally, movies like this and Bonnie and Clyde and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Easy Rider. You know, that sure. was the era. That was when this happened. So this came out at an important time in Hollywood. It was important to have a cool guy as this cop character. Right. The beginning of the, the full copaganda history, right? But McQueen, is this is a cool part. This is a part would have made somebody. You know, you heard the other versions of this that existed were literally something like, you know, William Conrad or Spencer Tracy as is an older, past his prime kind of guy. Like, mm-hmm. no. This brought, like, I don't think we got a car chase like this before Bullet. This car chase. Right? There's been car chases that have been arguably done better since then. That's another thing. But I don't know if we got something the before realism. this. You know? You go maybe maybe the chariot race in Ben Hur, right? That's crazy, <laughs> sure, right? That's sure. crazy shit, right? Any one of those races where you're like, I think seven horses died. Like you can see it; it's terrible. <laughs> like that's the original version of crazy race, right? But car races, man, bullet, like that that started the mold. And it's right? re- and it's Steve McQueen actually driving, yeah, and for most of it. For a lot of it. Yeah. There's you can a, see him driving more than McQueen you would had a guy. before. McQueen oh, yeah. had a guy. Ma- yeah, yeah. You're going to have his... a guy. Bud Ekins, I think. Bud Ekins. Right? Yeah, man. That and, was but the he guy. was a guy that he'd been around since the That's motorcycle jump. Booth, in, baby. In, uh, yeah. The yeah, motorcycle yeah. jump in Great Escape. Cincinnati Kid stuff. Getaway. He was McQueen's guy. He, he was, was his double. Yeah. This guy was like a legendary motorcycle stunt man. How cool is it? Any movie that's got a guy like Bill Hickman and Bud Ekins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like very cool automatic pass right yeah getting those kind of stunt guys work in cool work how oh, man a stunt guy getting to do just a 10 minute chase scene in the middle of a movie yeah cool it, cars <laughs> you, you get your uh the charger and the, the 450 charger and the, mustang. The mustang you know these we're a couple of car guys <laughs> as you can, we're t- car you can nuts, hear it in right? my voice all the car stuff i know <laughs> yeah i'm like you know the one with the uh ford and you the, know the greenish Dodge. one yeah, American no. cars, that's what matters, right? But yeah, McQueen's <laughs> Mustang and Bill Hickman's black, black charger, charger, dude. This chase scene, I was like third row for this. I mm. wanted to be sitting underneath it like when we saw Stop Making Sense. I want to be in this movie, right? Yeah. That is one of the just, my body is clenched up <laughs> for every left turn of this And it starts like a real cool cat and mouse. Uh So McQueen is driving around with the cabbie trying to retrace the steps of the witness who gets killed. Yeah. He uh, gets dropped off at his own car. like an hour in? It's about halfway through, through, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, hour, maybe hour 10 in. Gets dropped off at his own car, notices the black charger following him, and it's the two hitmen. Yeah. and They have like a description of the hitmen at this point, right? Exactly, yeah. He knows what they look like. And you could just tell this car sitting in the (laughs) shadow is bad news. This is a hitman's car, man. This is a villain car just like sitting under an uh, overpass, just like bad news. Bill Hickman's look in this is one of my favorite bad dude looks. Yeah. Really feels like an X-Files villain. Oh, big time. Just black suit. He looks like a man in black kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Just looks, oh. So McQueen plays a little cat and mouse going up roads, pretending he doesn't know he's being followed. Mm-hmm. Doubles back on them. They're and up. There, in, they're there up is in the extra hills. joy. Again, it's impossible for me to not love all this San Francisco footage. Oh yeah, seeing these '60s San Francisco shots. There's a curve We've on said Lombard. That yeah, yeah. That anytime I've got... you could show San Francisco on. Uh huh. And this this showed everything but the Golden Gate Bridge. I can see yeah. him not being allowed to shoot on. On the Golden Gate. Man. They kept it to SF proper in the Outer Peninsula. But, you know, there's this turn on Lombard right before it gets to Divisadero that I've gone to so many times, to so many concerts, right? Mm-hmm. And to see it in this 1968 version when the gas station was different and the curve was raised different, I can see the turn for the Presidio. But just seeing how the layout is, I get into it every time. And oh, this yeah. movie has more San Francisco than... They're all over the place. Practically everyone. Yeah, yeah, the chase itself is like over 15 miles of land intercut together. They filmed this chase for like three weeks oh, yeah. and then spliced it together. I swear Bill Hickman's Dodge loses like a dozen hubcaps. A lot, Yeah. <laughs> hubcaps are rolling all over scrapes, the streets. A lot of near misses. 
I love that they have they have the one iconic shot of them going down the hills. The they film that the from like four different angles, and they show you all of them. Every one of them. We they, get it back to back to back to back. You see yeah. the you see that green bug. Yep. Getting jumped past. You see it from <laughs> like, Hickman's point of view first, dodging cars. Then you see it like uh, maybe a wide shot. Then you see it from McQueen following them. Yeah. So you're seeing Hickman's car in front of you. <laughs> then you're seeing it from the bottom of the hill looking up. Oh, man. The and bottom I, of the hill looking up. When that car's getting three feet of air on every jump. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, it's, that's crowd like, was going nuts. Yeah. Right? Like it just kept. It's like a, a fireworks show that keeps getting the explosions keep getting <laughs> this bigger. Cars just airborne, just bouncing. I love off a movie, man. Pavement. When you watch a movie like Action USA that has the most kick-ass stunts, show every angle. Show them a few times. Show every angle. Yeah. Repeat them. Yes. Yates knew. Yates Gets got it, it man. <laughs> McQueen drafted Yates to make this movie. Oh, that's cool. He picked him. He had seen one of his early you know, movie a year before, and's like, this is the guy. And Yates. Usually these kind of stunt things are filmed by second crew, you know, the assistant director. Right. No, Yates was adamant that he film all this with all the cameras. Show it all. Show all of it, right? The one Oscar this movie won was for editing, film editing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's great. So I did not actually the know. The Academy was, was like, Oscars. they showed the same scene four well, times. Give no them the Oscar. Oscars for stunt work. It has sure. to be like a special honorary thing. Like they invented an apparatus. It's weird. There's like, no honor for stunt work. They it do, came around on special effects, but yeah, not stunt work. It's so weird. They do all, yeah, they do sound editing. They do all that, but they don't do casting. They don't do stunt stunt director. Mm. Like, too huge. <laughs> if your movie has bad casting, welp. Yeah. Bullet could have been a real dog with some bad casting without all these professional faces. You know, if they hadn't shelled out the extra bucks for Robert Vaughn, mm-hmm. like, could have been a dud. Until like the most dynamite scene of the of the decade, but this scene, there's like a two or three minute build up when the cat yeah. and mouse is happening with the great music underneath. That ship. That's when the Schifrin score earns its boom, boom, boom. So cool. Yeah, it's not that a tense score. You just know something's about to happen, and it's just key. And you know the score is almost like staying out of the way with this low <laughs> drum beat until you know there's a moment where it's gonna snap right, right into action. And I love that bit where McQueen suddenly shows up behind him. Bill Hickman's facials. This guy says no words in this movie, but his looks into the mirror and the way his face barely changes, and you can still read everything. Mm-hmm. It's so good. There's a great tell in this scene whether McQueen's doing the driving or not. Mm. Whenever he's, it's inside the cab of his Mustang, if you see his face in the rearview mirror, that's him, him driving the oh, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's not him, the, ca- the mirror is like aimed <laughs> up at the, the ceiling of the, of the car. <laughs> yeah. So you see McQueen's... Magically different angle. The more you see McQueen's face, they made it a point to show his face yeah, every yeah, yeah. time it was him. I love He's to- like leaning to the left-hand side. You know, He's <laughs> yeah. leaning into the window to show that's Smart. him taking that Smart. turn. There's that great one turn that he misses. Yeah, yeah. And peels out in reverse to make it that they left in. Oh yeah, he wasn't supposed to make. Or I don't he was think supposed so. To Maybe that's lore. He, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was he missed the turn. But, again, but they, they left in him backing out and going. The after whole him. movie makes this effort to feel realistic. So yeah, leave in the the burnout. This is a gritty chase scene, man. Yeah. This is like this felt dangerous. You know, of course it was closed off street again. They closed off so many streets. Yeah, yeah. They got to close off everywhere. This film, they filmed every cool hill and turn and tight corner. Oh, they coordinated SF, everything man. down to the. Yeah. This is edited together to perfect. Those are all stunt players in the bug and the other cars. Oh yeah, it's all yeah, it's, it's all on the up team, and up. They're not just incredible. racing around There's the that, city. People, <laughs> I think, who do that. You look at the. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a movie. You look at the jumps and and how amazing that is. I think that my favorite part is that first left turn. When Bill Hickman, when it does the, cl- this is when, when the a guy like cuts Yates, out. Yeah. when Yates does the close up of Bill Hickman buckling his seatbelt. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's yes. this moment in the theater that everybody was just like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then he takes that squealing left. Tr- oh God. The music drops out. It's just squealing tires mu- and music- roaring engines for the next five yeah, dude, minutes. The decision to no make dialogue. the music drop entirely. Perfection. Yeah. Perfect. We are getting that slow little, 
<laughs> like like the song is building somewhere yeah. and we think we're going to be filled with all these like zip zoom ba-doom. like yeah. no <laughs> once he makes that squealing left turn and it's, it's on. just engines and tires and hubcaps for the next which oh, we love <laughs> incredible incredible i mean and they get and it's just like the two hitmen never say a word to each other isn't that great it's hickman watches the other guy just load his shotgun at a certain point they don't that's the great thing is they show these two, they're cool as hell yeah. to death. Hickman never looked. He does a couple of great, like, oh, shit. when There's, he's, like, weaving in and out of traffic. But he handles some, you see him making some pretty wild turns with his hands there as he's just kind of casually glancing in the mirror at McQueen. Yeah. He's almost amused by the idea that McQueen's cat and mouse in him at a he's, certain point. He, yeah, he respects it. You can uh-huh. tell. You can he's tell like, he is right. into it. A, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna have to buckle my seatbelt for this one. All right, <laughs> yeah. respect. I mean, and then there's one point where McQueen uh, kind of blows out again, and he thinks he's lost him, and Hickman's just got this dude very satisfied, like he almost gets the smile, littlest almost. grin. Yeah, when he peels out like, the dust, I got him. Yeah, when Bill Hickman's get, looking in the rear view, that again. little smile. Yeah, oh. then he then he catches up with him again. He's like, he's like, okay, all okay, right. yeah. Better he was get such the gun. A, like, all right. The other the, guy's like, I guess we're getting out. the gun out. Yeah. Oh. I mean, every part of the scene was, was just so perfect. Like, you know, the smarty pants can really talk about how, you know, the scenes are in, totally made from scratch, right? Spliced yeah. together, every turn is unrelated, blah, blah, blah. But, right, I'm sure if you were, like, doing the mapping of it, it's like, oh, then they're suddenly in... Then they're uh, eight miles over here, and yeah, this, like... South San Francisco. And does blah, not blah, blah. matter. Does not matter. When you can edit this together, I mean, like I said, man, my body was clenched to my chair. Yeah. Right to just the very looking end. At this thing through this, just grabbing my seat, yeah. right? Like cinema classic scene, right? Yeah, right up to the final explosion. Jeez. Crazy explosion. Yeah. Yeah, great gas station explosion, barrels going up. This many McQueen years later, spins yeah. out. That when he finally spins out and goes into the oncoming lane of traffic. To me, that <laughs> yeah. was like the scariest. That, that felt like the most unplanned. Oh, like, man. There was one of those great moment. Bill Hickman. Uh, uh, hit a car while you're sliding moments that mm-hmm. you see when the camera gets jiggled in that one scene where he skids out right towards the camera. There were some people, I felt like such a bumpkin during scenes of this chase where I felt like one of those old timey people getting scared and like train arriving at station. They're like, Oh dear. <laughs> like when they're oh, yeah. coming around these turns, I'm suddenly like a cat thinking I'm about to be hit in the face by there's something few, coming around the yeah, TV. There's a right? few shots where they're shooting at McQueen and his, his Mustangs kind of fish, not fishtailing, but kind of yeah, sliding really around a little sliding. bit. Oh yeah. You're just at, you're Dude. yelling to the school. Watch out. Yeah. Well, yeah these <laughs> unexpected. Expected reactions like no 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 like yeah there's these great shots where the camera is just right at a destination yeah. like the car is flying right over it or right like, turning right before it hits it getting this visual just Peter Yates just lying there so much of the movie had been handheld that it's like tricking my brain into picturing guys just like yeah let me get under this yeah. car when it's going ninety let's hope they did not do the that. stunt work in this and the handheld camera it just it made this scene even more gritty right. Yeah. These cars skidding around corners. The cameras were just placed so perfectly to capture all these squeals. These moments where the cars look like they're about to fishtail out before they right themselves. Something about a chase scene with a couple of boats. Yeah, that I charger, know. man, that squealing around the corner car. like that's a tank. Yeah. That's a, that's a villain car right there, man. It's a Fury Road kind of vehicle out there on the streets. But yeah, the hill jump is... That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, every one of those was getting these like people in the crowd were like on the roller coaster. They're doing like, <laughs> oh, like, you know, like, un- but uh, organic. Just people yeah. were just like unbelieving how many jumps they were doing. I have driven down to Visadero a lot of times. If you've ever driven uh, the city, the temptation that man, when you're hitting Franklin at night and you're getting a string of greens. Ooh, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's four lanes. I know what you're thinking. Oh my god! <laughs> you coming back exactly at one a.m. from for. a show? Yeah. But that, oh my god, <laughs> seeing it in action and seeing those scenes when you've driven SF, you know that feeling of being on such a steep hill that you can't see what's on the other side of your hood. Yeah. When your hood is sticking out completely in front of your vision until your car tilts you downward. You're going downhill. The cross street is flat. Usually, <laughs> yeah, and, and then, then you there's just go this straight there's this out. yeah point of view like 
horizon that you can't like yeah you have you to go kind of see past through the straight intersection and then go down again <laughs> to see what's in front of you anything could be down there yeah and you man. wouldn't know it until you're, you're going on top in blind for yeah. little split seconds there's similar <laughs> stuff in seattle sure feels like it has all the same annoying parts that san francisco has but yeah when you're getting the pov cam in these two cars going down there when you're just seeing the mustangs hood before you're like what the fuck's gonna be down there they're going really fast we've i mean it doesn't take a car going that fast to look really fast on camera yeah yeah. but these cars were going really fast (laughs) these were fast turns these were peel outs man i'm a real car guy here (laughs) I know my cars. I'm loving this. As a but, car guy, I'm loving this this talk. But this, I love it for just its importance to all future car movies. You it know, set a high bar. Yeah, if, if D'Antoni time, right? didn't get to do this, then Bill Hickman wouldn't have got to done The French Connection. If The French Connection doesn't have that chase, Popeye Doyle doesn't win the Oscar. Mm. If The French Connection doesn't get made, D'Antoni doesn't get to make The 7-Ups. <laughs> I mean... This is just so important to the best car cinema ever produced, right? So Can't argue with that. Got to give it its props, even if it comes down to this insane plot where every officer is waiting for this teletype to come through. And Steve McQueen's running under an airplane. Oh, the air, on a tarmac. The uh, finale is holy god. Yeah, if you're a plane guy, you're also into this movie. <laughs> Real plane guys movie, man. <laughs> you're seeing some up close planes on the runway taking off. Just a loud bunch, as hell, dude. Pan Am was running out like forty flights a minute they, on this night. They had SFO. places to go, and McQueen was just cutting across. Planes it oh my god. Yeah, they find out the he real was ducking under airplanes. Yeah. Oh, real ones. Yeah. Definitely. What an idiot. Yeah. Holy what cow. Idiot. What are you proving? Dedicated, Steve? man. Jeez. A young Jackie Chan's watching that, like, yes, I can do that. I too. can do stupider things yeah. than that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. It's him just running around out there. Nuts. Airport scenes are almost always good. I don't know if I've Airport ever seen night a night tarmac airport. I mean, heat, I guess. I was thinking heat throughout this because, yeah, our, our real uh, witness who's trying to get away under the alias of the guy who he set up. Yeah. All, the real whatever. Johnny Ross, I guess. Just so you know. The real yeah. Johnny Ross is on a plane. They stop the plane. They're getting everyone off. McQueen sees him on the plane. He jumps out of the plane. Yeah. Jet Johnny Blue Ross bails. Style. Like, that guy also looks like a guy doing his actual stunt. Just, yeah. No, was a high no slide. Jump out of that. Just jumping out of the back of the plane. Just taking off. And then That's him and McQueen are feel. running around the, the runways and the fields out there at SFO. Oh, yeah. The edges of the tarmac. Ridiculous. Way out there in the, in the <laughs> nether worlds. Again, so just like crazy. no dialogue for like 10 minutes at the end of yeah. the movie. Just guys running after each other. I love those kind of foot chases and... 70s yeah. movies they uh 70s yeah. movies had a lot of this this movie really takes McQueen its time with 68. this stuff so yeah if you're getting heat vibes throughout this whole thing then this movie has influenced some of the greatest movies of history right yeah so it has to be great everything about it has to be great and that shootout Perfect at the movie. end in in the airport wow where ross gets it yeah very bloody very striking oh my gosh when he really gets trapped stuff. in the wrong exit yeah on the automated Indoor, Shoot, outdoor. Shoots a cop on the other side who then blocks oh, the door from opening. Talk about a guy taking Irony. a couple unfortunate strays. <laughs> There's so, like, hardly, any, I don't think any pedestrian at all dies in the car chase. Right, right. Including, you get you get great moments of pedestrians being mouthy. That cab <laughs> driver who won't get out of McQueen's way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, check the light. Hey, my turn. <laughs> yeah. My turn. Perfect. I mean, yeah. The airport Hall of great. Fame extra scene, right? Yeah. For that cab driver. Bill Hickman squealing off down the road, and this guy's like, uh uh uh. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, look My up. Turn. Fuck face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. So, But that's then you've gorgeous. got the crowd at the end in the airport, and you hear this bumpkin go, like, I wonder who he was and what he did. Just <laughs> <laughs> like putting in the, the dialogue. That's what you think. Bill Hickman gets no lines, and one other guy goes, "Wonder what old fuckface is up to." What was all that about? Who shot that guy? Like that's what I'm thinking when I see a man gunned down in the airport in front of you. I wonder what he did. All right, until a country bump. Man, I know that sweaty guy that stepped in the scene too. But the uh, (laughs) that finish, I just kept thinking of Blade Runner at that point. 
Oh yeah, getting big crazy with the references, but him getting trapped in that the wrong exit, turn around, immediately Going getting the hit, glass, crashing right? through the glass, Total front of Blade a Runner. big crowd. Pan Am is jumping at six fifty-five <laughs> p.m. They kept showing the clock so many times right. in this movie in the Pan Am uh, lounge, but man, powerful finish. Another you know reflective cop moment, right? Get it, a lot of you know the whole all of society is now seeing you know how how the sausage is made, right? Yeah, you know? the very end he just kind of goes home and has that looking in the mirror of like, well, that was a fucked up weekend. Yeah, we get <laughs> so you know this movie as his relationship is deteriorating, which maybe would have a chance if he actually paid some attention. Maybe it's doomed anyway because of who he is. But yeah, that realization where he's letting, letting this whole thing crumble. When he thought he was fighting for something important, and it just ends with him chasing and shooting a guy at an airport. Yeah, just like, well, now I'm Killing not the witness he was yeah. supposed to protect. So I'm not in with Robert Vaughn. I chased and shot the guy who I thought I was supposed to be protecting, but now I'm chasing. Yeah, Man, I'm so stupid. I can't he's, figure out this movie. He's not getting a promotion. I think no. we could say that he's, for sure. Yeah, he's out to pasture now yeah. in, a, in his late thirties. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, kind of a downer ending. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> Which paved the way for the most bummer endings of movies in the 70s. Right. Every like, cop movie is pretty much like, a bummer at the end. The guy who made Night Moves is watching this and like, yeah, <laughs> I can bum these people exactly. out. I can wreck their day. We got a screening of the conversation coming up locally oh, pretty yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. You want... Man, nice Gene Hackman ending. has a lot of like bad falls. <laughs> At the ends of movies, uh, we saw that guy get driven to the point of madness and uh, despair and loneliness a bunch. Mm -hmm. God damn, he's great. He's good at it. We'll have to do some Hackman soon. But yeah, man, Bullet, as much as I was watching this and just hating the plot, honestly, at some points, just hating the plot, I cannot deny how awesome like this movie is. It deserves all the things that it gets praised for. Yeah, it's worth uh, checking out. Yeah, if you've heard the good things about the chase and the cool factor, the chase alone, it's if, worth it. If for any sure. movie can be lifted by a scene, right? Exactly. This chase scene can lift anything. It's worth the price. This of admission, scene right? is as great as you've heard. This is sixty years old. It holds up as as well. You mm. know, I bet it looked. I bet. There was no difference in how excited people were to see it in 68 compared to now. It looks just as cool. Definitely. People were so into it, you know. That explosion ending, McQueen's peel out. Like you said, realism. This movie had a lot of realism. Sometimes that's going to mean guys eating a sandwich. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The detailed coroner uh, scene where you hear the coroner just giving his long spiel. You're going to get that. Yeah. It's that movie, but it's an important movie. And it, it's on HBO Max. Watch it yeah, right now. Looks it looks good. great today. Sounds great. Oh, the sound in that scene. Good Again, stuff. the most important decision this movie is cutting back and letting the real sound, the real squealing tires, mm-hmm. the real rolling hubcaps over and over <laughs> and over. Let that just shine. Sounds incredible. It's perfect. Came to this. It did come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>